All right, everybody, welcome back to the Pints and Provisions podcast. We've managed to accumulate all four members of this podcast in, into one space. So I'm just going to go around the table. Welcome, uh, Dan. Thank you. Good to be here. Ryan. Hey, Evan. And Mark. Hey. So we're glad you came back for our third episode. Uh, we have actually upgraded some equipment, although we've had some technical difficulties. Again. Again. No worries. But at least we won't hear uh, Dan scream through the Skype, and yeah. you don't have to hear Mark and I from across the room. So, Sounds like I was on bear, bear with us, guys. This is a work in progress. Uh, but anyway, what we wanted to start doing was talk about some of the best beers we've had over the last week or two. So uh, I'll let Dan start off with telling us what he's had recently and why he thought it was one of the best beers. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with Fundamental Forces, uh, which is a bottle logic and... It's just by Forces. It's Three Sons as well. No, that's, that's the... That's summation. That's what we're going to do later today. That's the double barrel. That's correct. Forces is just double barrel FO. Basically, it's um, 18 months? Yeah. Yeah, that's and, it, and it, I, I thought it was great. Um, it was like VR Junior, in my opinion, I thought. I thought it was really, really solid vanilla beer. It was just really good. Was it hot? I didn't think so. <laughs> but mine's a little, mine was a little older than when you would have had it. I had it fresh, and it was... Yeah. It yeah. Was, it, I it, thought... I thought the heat. Down. I thought the heat had uh, had had fallen off a little bit, and it was it was really smooth. So really pleased with it. Awesome, cool. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Yeah, mine I had last night actually. Um, Nocturne Chrysalis. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correct. Uh, by Jester King. Maybe Chrysalis. Chrysalis. Yeah. Okay. That'd probably sound a little better. Uh, it's a uh, wild ale um, fruited on uh, blackberries, and it was uh, it was phenomenal. I like the Jester King stuff. Um, I like blackberries, and uh, you just—it was very jammy and just smooth. I had it watching the uh, Olympics um, opening ceremonies last night, and it was just a really nice, easy, flavorful, um, enjoyable beer. All right, Mark, what about you? All right, I'm throwing a curveball in here, guys. Uh, no way. It's actually one we just uh, cracked a little bit ago. Uh, it's from Lionstone Brewing. It's called Some More What. And uh, it's a. Uh... We're trying to throw Mark off. This is yeah, the problem. We, we got all of us around the we table. Did. We're just trying to distract him. What is it, Mark? <laughs> no, please tell us. Come on. It's a s'more, so it's like marshmallow, chocolate, it's graham cracker. S'more what? It's a bourbon barrel aged oatmeal stout um, with cocoa nibs and marshmallows. So where's uh, Lionstone from? They are out of Geneseo, Illinois. Geneseo. Geneseo. So um, it was kind of a sleeper. Not a, it was a shelfie. I was kind of, you know, I thought I'd try it. Seemed sounded decent. So I was actually pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, it's good. You don't always have to go to a like ticketed brewery release to get a good beer. Sure. No, I'm, that, is a, that is a misconception. I'm kind of yeah. a big... Um, I mean, those crazy Michigan releases do something for you. I totally <laughs> Lionstone, agree. Lionstone, Triptych, some of the others. Yeah, you don't, I don't know. You don't I'm, I'm kind of a, out of your way. like. Don't get me wrong. I love I love all the places that we're going to talk about today. But I am kind of a home guy too. Like I love supporting local uh, breweries, and these guys are right yeah, here, I mean, probably 45 minutes to an hour away from where we're sitting right now. And, yeah, and who would have thought that a place like you know Savoy in Illinois or Geneseo in this case, like these are small little farm towns in Illinois that you wouldn't think would be able to support right. uh, what it takes to run a brewery and be successful, but I mean, that's a, it, was, it was a really good beer, pleasantly it's, surprising, like you said. solid. Probably picked it up in solid. at UFS or wherever it was here in Peoria, right. and it's just 
It's nice when you can do that. I, I usually wait for Mark to text us uh, where he's at during the day finding these gems here in Peoria while the rest of us work. Bruce well, will be in a business owner. Well, I have, I have a lot of uh, kind of downtime between appointments, so... If that means I need to stop in at the local liquor store, then I'm going to. He's doing uh, his part for Pints and Provisions. No, I, yeah, He's there you go. Part. I, I always, I always love that. He, he. If anybody in this, uh, this town can find uh, a great beer or bourbon, bourbon. on the shelf, uh, Mark is going to find it. So uh, I just count on him, and then I'll just drink whatever he comes. <laughs> um, once a week, we get a 9 a.m. text on a Thursday or Wednesday. Oh yeah, well, well, a picture I, of a bottle of bourbon. I'm trying hey, to spice. You guys, want, you guys want me to pick this up? Knee for deep you? in work, and Mark is like, "Hey, look what I found!" I'm trying to spice up your guys' day. I, I love mean, it. I love it. One one perk for being a business owner, I guess. But Evan, how about you? What what's your beer? Well, uh, I will. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into Oregon, but I did have a great Notion Crowler this week. Ripe Invader um, is fantastic. Very much your juicy hazy ipa that's you know if i'm going to choose you know seven days a week if or if i was stranded on a desert island what would i drink i would probably pick a new england style ipa so that's what it was i'm the same same here Mm -hmm. no doubt all right so i think uh ryan's got a few little tidbits on what's going on in the beer world maybe upcoming releases uh what's going on in uh in in craft beer these days Uh, yeah, so uh, just a couple fun facts for uh, for the listeners. Um, 2,700 craft breweries opened in the U.S. in 2017 alone, um, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and now, as of, uh, I don't know, December 15th or something, the stat is 83% of uh, legal drinking age Americans live within 10 miles of, uh, of some sort of craft, craft brewery. And... Uh, I think as we've probably talked about a little bit on the last podcast, uh, you know, about six months ago, a lot of people in Peoria couldn't have even said uh, that they lived within 10 miles of a craft brewery, and there's, you know, 150,000, 200,000 people that, you know, Mm -hmm. live in this town or whatever, and so it's just amazing that the growth has finally come here, but uh, it's just just booming everywhere around uh, around the globe, or the globe, but U.S. for sure. We talked about, before we got got on the podcast, we talked about the article uh, that Revolution... Uh, was compared to Bourbon County, uh, the Barrel Age series. And when, when Bourbon County started their Barrel Age series uh, back in the, the mid to late 90s, you had something like in the high hundreds of breweries in the United States, and now it's over 6,000. I mean, you're talking about San Diego County alone has 150 breweries in it by itself. Mm-hmm. So it's just amazing what this boom has done just in the past five years or so here when you think about just the amount of of people who did this for fun are now doing this, you know, to make money and to, to you know, love what they do. Yeah, and uh, from about, I, I think what I read from about 2005 to 2012-2013-ish, um, the craft beer industry and market share was growing at a 20 plus percent rate uh, every year. It slowed down a little bit because it's just, I mean, it's, it's definitely become saturated, but I don't think it's a bubble. Um, but, uh, but as of as of twenty at the end of twenty sixteen, twelve point three percent of beer purchased was under the uh, craft beer brand or type or whatever you want to call it, which is uh, I mean pretty incredible when you think of how much uh, Budweiser and Coors Light and all that dilly consumed dilly. all over you know <laughs> and uh, just thinking about that and uh, the twenty seventeen number is not out 
yet, but uh, it's probably going to be close to like 13.5%. So it's just amazing to think that how much it's grown, probably 4 or 5% when, uh, you know, when Bourbon County probably started first getting getting kind of big. And um, I can't even imagine what the number was when Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams um, really started booming. Well, and when you think about that number as far as market share goes, it, it's like that 13.5% is way too high when you're the Anheusers of the world and when you're the Miller Coors of the world. It's like a, I mean, it's, there's a reason why these these major conglomerates are going out and buying these craft breweries because they're like... They want a piece of the they market. They want a piece of sure. it. Yeah, they want a piece of it. They, they, they can't compete. It. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they still own, like, the market share, but they can't compete with, like, what guys like us, what we want. Yeah, and, and just a, the last little quick thing is the craft beer industry is growing far faster than, like, the... You can call it the craft wine industry, but the wine industry is losing share to the craft beer uh, folks. Uh, I did see that in my recent issue of the Craft Beer and so Brewing Magazine, which is a again. great resource if you guys want a uh, another good resource to, to read up on about craft brewing. And they, they're not afraid to talk about it in the good ways and the bad ways, yeah. um, but they talk about how it's outgrowing the wine industry too. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and I guess I'll just kind of fall, or close this section out uh, with you know a couple... Uh, beer releases beer events going on um last weekend uh we just wrapped up the i say we as craft beer yes. enthusiasts yes mm-hmm. we the royal we the collective we yeah. wrapped up uh the extreme beer fest in boston we uh, mentioned that on our first podcast mm-hmm. and that it was coming up and it's supposed to be one of the best beer festivals in the country especially for the, the ones that really really dig some of the the crazy rare uh pastry beers pastry stouts um some of the unique stuff um but then uh, at the same time, last weekend, kicked off the uh, Pliny the Younger um, oh, annual beer event. Yeah. So that, uh, that just started. It's a two-week-long um, time period where... Uh, That's pretty much the only time it's available. And it's rolling releases, right? It's not like you, you can't... It's not bottled. They don't, you know, they don't yep. release it to the public. It's just, I don't. You, can you even get a growler or anything? You can't get no. Growlers. It's, it's uh, just a draft. You basically just will show up. At, typically, you'll show up at a bar and they'll say, Hey, we have Pliny the Younger yeah. available. And you're like... You can't. There's there's no releases and no no announcements. No I love releases, it. Just here's That's when cool. we're doing it. It's like the That's white cool. whale of all. Yeah, luck of the draw. Uh, yeah, I read a couple different uh, numbers on this, but they brewed only um, twenty barrels at most. Wow. Um, of this beer, so uh, they Thanks. have it on draft um, at their facility for the first two weeks. Uh, so so February second to the fifteenth. It's at uh, Russian River. Um, Santa Rosa, California. Santa Rosa, California. Um, We'll be talking about that a little bit later, but uh, for then about the next week or two, um, San Francisco will get it, Los Angeles will get it, uh, San Diego, and when I say these cities, this is just the top accounts because obviously if it's only 20 barrels, you got to think Russian River consumes quite a few of those, and and then uh, they don't have a whole lot left to give, so it's... uh, crazy ticketed events at bars and uh it goes quick you can only have it on draft the bars are not allowed to growler it or anything mm-hmm. um they've got a couple special customers in uh, philadelphia that'll get a couple kegs and then, uh, denver as well but yeah. philly philly that, i know um it's crazy i don't um, think the eagles fans need any more reason to go drink beer no they're they should be good for a while well at this state that they're currently in post super bowl championship they can't appreciate Pliny the Younger. No, they just need <laughs> actually at this state of drunkenness. At this point, they need coconut water and multivitamins. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, it's it's, it's it's interesting though that the at the brewery um, at Russian River. Uh, last time I was out there, I was talking to them about 
when the Pliny the Younger released, like, what's that look like? And they, the guy literally mapped out, like, it will go down the street, around the corner, around the block, and down the other street. And, I mean, yeah. people just stand in line for hours yep. and hours and if hours. You, if you're not fortunate this. enough to get, a, to get a taste of it at Russian River, you really have to be in, in the know... You have to know someone that's in the know, or you just have to be really, really lucky to show up where yep. it is. I mean, it's just at Russian River. It's really it unpredictable. Is, uh, at Russian River, it's a three eight ounce pour limit per person, and Good one Lord. and a one hour time limit per person. So they put your seat on the clock when you sit down to make sure they can get you in and out of there. But I mean, for a really for a very for rare them. release, which makes three, sense, th- twenty four ounces of beer is. Pretty in solid. an hour, in yeah. an hour yeah. like in and out, and next people in. That's yeah. that's cool with me. So I probably should have ended the uh, beer release topic on this to get into our beercations, but uh, just a couple quick ones really quick uh, for, um, you know, kind of upcoming. And actually today in San Diego, uh, Illsmith is releasing their Barrel Age Speedway series. So, love it, uh, love it. They'll have some variants on draft, um, but then uh, we've got some clowns sitting at this yeah. table right now. Uh, they'll have some variants on draft, but then the uh, the bottles are sold uh, to, to ticket owners. Um, so that goes on today, I think, for probably... Next few days, they'll be um, giving, getting the bottle sold and uh, drafts poured. Um, more brewing in uh, in Villa Park, right near uh, Daniel, um, is releasing their uh, Henna 3, Batch 3. S'mores. It's a s'mores yeah. stout, uh, another pastry stout that's not barrel-aged. Uh, that that uh, officially kicks off on Friday this week. Love me um, some more. And then, uh, really, the uh, the next big one coming up for, uh, for the real craft beer enthusiast is... Uh, Tampa Beer Week, which is yep. uh, March 3rd through the 12th. Um, it is really something crazy that they do down there. And uh, for not a, a huge city, um, they uh, they have 40-plus breweries slash uh, tap rooms, bars, restaurants that will do some kind of crazy draft event, party, some type of thing. So uh, Hunapu Days that week. Cycle does a weekly, uh, their series. Um, Angry Chair does a barrel-aged stout. It's, it's a pretty crazy... Uh, crazy week for beer so something i'm hoping to get to at some point because then you can go to spring training for baseball while you're down there enjoy good weather when uh, that sounds terrible illinois it's it's uh, just getting out of the winter 15 degrees with snow on the ground high 65 70 down there perfect so yeah hey ryan let's uh let's transition to segue yep here we go uh main topic for today is the beer cations this is something we've talked about does that stand for beer vacation it does. Beercations. Beercations. Yep. So we did not where, coin beercations. So where to go for a vacation when you want to enjoy good beers? Yep. So, and this is something we've talked about a few times. We've kind of uh, hinted at this on some other uh, episodes, but uh, we've got a pretty good list here. This is. Uh, we've got a very good list. Uh, yeah. So of three I of mean, our probably three of our favorites. Um, we would go into midwest uh but we decided since we're here in the midwest and we could probably talk about midwest beers in our own episode and maybe just talk about locals we're going to go outside of that yep i think we should we should just have midwest as its own yep uh yeah we can do that you know you can talk about chicago st louis some of the ones in southern illinois iowa southern i mean it's yeah indiana there's there's plenty of uh, plenty of plenty of breweries and beers uh to have we can spend a whole a whole hour. So Absolutely. We're going to start with the the Pacific Northwest, mm. uh, specifically Oregon uh, or Oregon, Oregonians. Oregon. Um, would love 
nothing more than to have us out there to eat their cheese, drink their wine, but most importantly, drink their beer. Uh, we're gonna, we actually started, uh, already poured, uh, Degard Brewing, the bluest. Mm. This is a 7% wild ale, aged in oak barrels with blueberries. Uh, if you look on Untapped, it clocks in at about 4.45 out of 5, uh, which is a pretty impressive uh, rating for uh, a beer there on Untapped. And uh, already us, this, like, we popped it, and it's just like blueberries yeah, in Us face. talking about it is is not doing the smell any job. I mean, it's nope. like, it's an overwhelming smell of blueberry, and it's amazing. Can you guys smell that? And, uh, you know, Mark, Mark has been, uh, I think, the only one who's been fortunate enough to, to, to spend... An entire vacation just going to breweries and 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 touring Oregon and Portland specifically, yeah, where I, where the dream of the '90s is alive. I I, I, I went to events. I went to Portland for one reason that and that was a beercation, and uh, the whole vacation revolved around that. Not saying that there weren't some other activities and things that we did outside of that, but it was beer centric for sure. And and Portland itself. Um, I mean, they've got so many breweries within the city limits. It's unbelievable. You could literally just park your car and and just walk from brewery to brewery to brewery. It just blew my mind. Coming coming from the Midwest, I was like, this is unbelievable. But also saying within that, uh, Portland is kind of right there. You've got the mountains and, you know, like an hour or so away, you've got the beach. Uh, you've got... Um, you know, we, we, we went out to the coast, and that's where Tillamook is. That's where... Uh, that's where DeGard uh, is. DeGard is. And also, uh, we're, we've also got a little uh, cheese, did, cheese we, plate over here. And we I did brought, get some cheese. I brought some Tillamook cheese. It's a, it's a peppered, uh, aged cheddar. And, uh, you know, so they got the cheese factory there. They got the beer. They and got wine. The, they got the wine country. Which will make your wife really happy. Absol- My wife really absolutely. happy. I mean, she loves beer, but she doesn't usually want to go just for beer all the time. And I'm happy to go have some great wine. Portland blew my mind. They had everything that I wanted. Food was awesome. They had awesome, like, food truck scenes. You know, like, there'd just be, like, a, a neighborhood with, like, an empty lot. And there there would be about, like, 20 food trucks just kind of permanently fixed there at the at the site and uh it was it was fantastic so you could go from brewery to food truck to brewery to food truck uh you could go see the mountains you could go see the beach it was great so i actually just got an email this week from uh the uh the best man in a wedding that uh i'll be attending or my wife and i'll be attending later this year where uh he's he's pulling the crowd for a uh uh bachelor party this summer hmm. and the groom wants to uh go somewhere a little bit different cool place cool city good beer wine whatever um and uh uh music area too and uh so the the two finalists right now are portland and boston so uh Ooh. most of us are especially the people on there that are uh, beer folks are definitely voting for portland so i might be going there later this summer yeah, well, and, wasn't uh, wasn't your bachelor party out in boston and you guys did the Mine was uh, treehouse, and you know you. you had we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Mine, yeah. yeah, I think mine was last yeah. two summers ago, and uh, we'll we'll get to that later. But so it's yeah, it'll be you know one way or another, it'll be pretty fun, and and uh, especially the guys that went on mine out east uh, are definitely saying, hey, let's do something different and go to Portland. So I this this is great if you like the funk of a wild ale, the sour. Uh, it's not 
so tart that maybe it would turn a non-sour beer drinker off. Um, it's got, I think blueberries are one of my favorite. And then like the stone fruits, peaches, nectarines are some of my favorite fruits to have a sour. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is, this is great. Yeah. When you, when you're, uh, when you're, you know, trying beers with your friends who aren't, who aren't big fans of beers or have just tried a few things, you want to be really careful with the sours because the first thing you hear from someone who's had a bad sour is, ah, I, I hate sours. And, and like, I totally understand it, right? You get that acid bite. You get you, your your stomach is upset. It's just it's it's terrible, but this is one of those ones that you try it and you're just like, wow, this is really really good, really yeah. smooth, really fruity, just really good. And these are the kind of guys that do really good with blending. Uh, they have their own house strains of wild yeast. So when you have a Degard sour, you're going to have something that's unlike anything else. Just like when you have some of these really fantastic. Um, you know, sour like Sarah, side project. These guys are the best in the business at house wild strains of yeast, and plus being able to blend and mix things. Absolutely. So yeah. we're gonna go. We'll go no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and with that, you know, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think there's there's somewhat somewhat of a, I think it, for the right sour, I think it's somewhere kind of in the middle of uh, of a good beer and then a good wine where you get that fruitiness together and whatnot. And I've had uh, some discussions on that with, with other folks before that if you like red wine, you know, that a good cherry, raspberry, blackberry, blueberry type fruited sour um, would be a nice transition into, uh, into a sour beer, even into craft beer. So moving on, we already talked a little bit about Great Notion. I think Great Notion out of the uh, uh, Pacific Northwest there in Portland, Oregon, have, makes great juicy IPAs. They make great stouts, although I'm still waiting for them to barrel age double stack. And if Great Notion hears this, oh please, please, here's, here's no, please. here's, here's my plead. Here's for my the love, plead. please. Take double stack. I you love need it. you need you need to take some bourbon barrels, throw some maple syrup in a bourbon <laughs> barrel. Then you can market that maple syrup and then pour double stack into that bourbon barrel that's had maple love, syrup in it and call it triple stack. I love I'm telling you. I love, oh how my gosh. I love how we jump from, please bourbon barrel age it. <laughs> but before you do that, please bourbon barrel age some maple syrup. And then so, bourbon barrel age. When, I, I'm, just, I'm just helping them create a whole nother product so, was the barrel aged maple syrup. Just real quick. So when, when no, I was, no, no, out, when I was out in Portland, um, one of the things we did, we... We we took one of the beer tours. Um, I think it was Bruvana was the beer tour, and actually at the last minute they changed the the. Hang on, I'm smelling a beer here, real quick, guys. Smell a vision. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. That's uh, he just cracked a crawler from uh, Great Notion, but uh, we we went on this beer tour, and at the last minute they they changed uh, what what the tour was going to be. And at first I was like, really, you know, I was kind of bummed out about that. But uh, there was this there was this new brewery at the time called Great Notion. Didn't know anything about them, so we stopped by there. You knew nothing about it when you nothing went about it. Wow. I was actually kind of bummed at first because they they changed from some breweries that I that I knew of to these unknown ones. But obviously they were more in the know of the local scene, and uh, they knew these guys were up and coming and that they were killing it. So we we went to Great Notion, and I tell you what, it was phenomenal. Uh, we I had double stack for the first time on draft there. Tried uh, blueberry muff, muffin and a couple other ones. Which is what we just popped, was blueberry muffin. 
I think when when I first tried double stack for the first time, I think I was with you, Evan, and uh, I didn't I didn't really know anything about Green Notion. I didn't know who they were, if they were up and coming, or anything about it. I think the the beer sounded good and it was rated well untapped, and I was just blown away. I and and every time I have it, I think I I love it more and more. It is it's something special. And a lot of their beers are uh, very very um, vitriol. It's just like they they are exactly as described. If they want to describe it as blueberry muffin, this smells like yeah. blueberry muffins out of the oven. If it's double stack, it smells like breakfast. It definitely does. In a can. It smells exactly if you, like a If you crack a double stack, it smell, you smell like a syrup it's kid. Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, Sunday it's morning like, with it, the kids. It, it takes you back to mom cooking breakfast and, well, I, you know, you got the maple syrup flowing. It's it's th- right this on is like This wow. is like, to me, this is like my childhood. The blueberry muffin with the little crumblies on top. This you is, know what I'm talking this about? This is it's like... Yeah, this is like the Pillsbury. Exactly this is Pillsbury blueberry muffins in a can. So, if you so, guys don't know this, Dan and I, uh, Dan's my brother-in-law, and so what he's just describing there, I have also experienced because that is that is a staple of of Dan's mom. Yep. So this specifically, specifically is a six percent sour ale. They actually brew it with blueberry muffins, locally sourced. Blueberries. So it's like dry hopped with the muffins. Dry hopped with blueberry muffins. <laughs> instead of using, instead of dry hopping it, the other just like. Did you guys try that yet? <laughs> Did you try it? Did you yes. try it? It's so it's so good. That is, they, that is a blueberry muffin in my mouth right now. Yeah, and so the re, the and the way that they get a little bit of that kind of uh, creaminess to it is the lactobacillus, and they also use their house wild yeast again, four point three five on untapped. So that's like that is just a crazy incredible. Great. It it. Everything about Great Notion, they, you know, they're not the sort of, um, you know, advertising. Um, they're they're not hiding behind anything. Everything that they advertise is exactly as described. It's, it's crazy. And they they're growing. So they had their original site, and they've they've expanded a little bit, and and they're gaining some traction. I think uh, Portland area is always uh, they're very uh, adventurous on pushing. Pushing limits. for the next thing, like this uh, this hat that I have on, uh, I believe this is from Portland, is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the Laboratory. Um, basically, that was a place that basically did nothing but experimental beers, uh, trying to just push for the next thing. So, but if in my opinion, reflecting on my trip that was out there for a beercation, the top two places, Degard and and Great Notion, stuck out and stood above the rest by a long shot. Yep, but I if mean, but if you go out there, you're obviously going to hit up oh, my, other oh my great goodness. places, yeah. wineries, uh, food. So the, consider... food, the food was phenomenal. You have everything from what Portland has to offer. You have the coast. You have seafood. You have you have everything. Portland is a great, great place for a vacation in general. So I'd, I'd highly recommend it. So we're going to kind of move on. Thank you, Pacific Northwest, for supplying some awesome beers and uh, uh, being a great place. So consider that. Next is uh, Cali. And it was hard to find, I mean, we, we, there's so many places in California. California cities themselves are brew destinations, but we wanted to just give you a little taste of a couple of our favorite breweries from California. One's from the L.A. area, and then the other's from San Diego. But uh, San Diego could be its own destination easily, um, and so can L.A., to be honest. Yeah, and it's it, it, I, I had the fortune of going out to San Diego 
and spent some time in L.A. last San year. Diego. Before. Santiago. S- Spanish for... No. Or German no, for... No, no, no. No, it's not. I'll agree to disagree. <laughs> um, so the, the one we're going to be opening now Isn't is... Isn't that an old wooden ship? Are you listening? Hey. Sorry. Well, you should. We're, mo- we're moving so fast that I cannot nose this beer fast enough. So the one Ryan, we're going to be opening Ryan, now, now is Mark hasn't eaten in seven days, so uh, forgive him <laughs> for his tolerance. No carbohydrates for Mark Barrick. So guys, I've been on a whole thirty for a week, and don't uh, do it. It's it's been good. Um, it's it's we're good not, stuff. But we're uh, not here to talk about whole thirty. <laughs> Let's move this on. Is, I, I'm 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 just. This gonna, is far from an endorsement of whole thirty. Hey, hey, shout out though, one week after Super Bowl Sunday. 11 pounds in one week. That's pretty impressive, so, so I'll take that. I'm breaking Whole30 right now. That's both impressive and also sad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, weight gain yeah okay. Anyways, so... Right. Well, now I'm depressed. So we're starting Thank with... Uh, I was excited, now I'm depressed. Thank you. Okay. So, Dan, what do we have, on, what do we have now? So we're going to start with um, Bottle Logic and... Um, is it Three Brothers? No, Three Sons. Three, three Sons. sons uh, which is in... Florida, right? I would have said either. Tampa I think it's Florida. San Diego. I think it's, for, it's Florida. For I, sure. I think it's I think it's St. Pete. Um, St. Peter. Yeah, and so so, Bottle Logic has done some amazing uh, barrel aged stouts, but this Three Suds Brewing down in uh, we're gonna go Florida. Um, we're not this talking very about very small batch stuff, and I mean when you try to when you try to acquire these beers, like you need to be at the brewery to get them because some of them are like two hundred bottle count type stuff. So this is a collaboration called Fundamental Summation, which fund- the Fundamental series is Bottle Logic's Barrel Age series. They have the Fundamental Observation, Forces. Love it. It's just great stuff. And this is a uh, Barrel Age Imperial Vanilla Coffee Stout, uh, finished with vanilla beans and Jamaican Blue Mountain Coffee Beans. So I have not had this one yet. Have any of you guys have you guys tried this one yet, or is this the first? Uh, I tried it once, and I was blown away. Of course so you I'm, did. I'm pumped to have it again. Uh, <laughs> When, Ryan's when pretty actually, much Ryan's the internal specialist for all of us. He's tried pretty much everything. So when uh, Ryan's I, like, yeah, I've had that. I remember uh, it's it's just me. When this beer first came out, technically, it was at the uh, Hunapu Day uh, in Tampa Tampa Beer Week last year on draft, um, and the line was about I was told three times as long for this beer than even Man Bear Pig that was on draft there. Not and it was Man like Bear Pig. A two-hour wait to get a two-ounce pour of this because um, just the description that Dan provided alone um, really got people super excited. No one knew it was going to get bottled at the time, so uh, people just went crazy over it. So um, as far as I've, uh, as far as I recall it, um, you know, the hype, uh, the hype is real, and it was uh, a fantastic beer, but it's pretty amazing to think about some Whoa. of these events where people wait in line mm-hmm. for hours upon hours for a couple ounces hey um, you know you can always hire somebody to wait in line for you or you can do something like that that's right <laughs> is that how, how low do you, how low is that you value your time if you accept that proposition if you're like, somebody hey, man, hey I'm, i want you to wait in line with me and you're not going to get any uh, any of the product that i buy and then try to turn it into a profit or drink myself it's like I'll pay you. I'll pay you what minimum wage to stand in line for me, and people are like, yeah, "Okay, sure." Or, yeah, in, yeah, or sure. in the case of Tired Hands out in Pennsylvania, oh, um, they do their releases at like three or four p.m. or whatever. So all you need is a piece of property to save your space in line. So people go there, put their uh, lawn chair in line for them, go to work all day, leave just an empty lawn chair sitting in their spot for them in line 
Apparently that counts. People, they come back at three o'clock. I've people, seen I've seen that at, that chair hasn't gotten stolen. The pictures of these are crazy. I've seen that at park and rec baseball games for kindergartners. I've so. seen <laughs> listen, I've seen this in the city of Chicago. People will you know, because parking is obviously very valuable. So if you find a place and you're on a you know, a side street in Chicago, they'll put a lawn chair out there and it's like Yeah, I'm gonna run over your lawn chair as I parallel park into that seat, but they try. Give it a shot. So, yeah, it's uh, what's the word on the? What do you guys? Think? All right, so, yep, yeah, uh, the fundamental summation. Uh, lots of coffee. Uh, the the smell on that has, you know, you, the barrel really shines through there. There's a lot of sweetness, of course, big, from big the vanilla too. Yeah, sweetness from the vanilla. I mean, you you usually cannot go oh, wrong gosh. with any. Bottle Logic Barrel Age Stout Series. Um, I'm swirling my beer here just to check the legs on the glass, and I mean this, the mouthfeel on this is unbelievable. That's like that's, Giselle legs. That's that's why I love uh, Bottle Logic beers. They're 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 the they hit the mouthfeel. They hit the mouthfeel. Looks uh, looks great in the glass. Really thick. Ryan, what do you think? I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, I'm a, a, a noted uh, Bottle Logic fanboy. Um, I tried I Bottle Logic for the first time with you. Hype kid. The yeah, fundamental you, yep, observation, yep, that's FO, right, yep, around Thanksgiving you. last yep. year. Um, I, I just think they do an incredible job with the actual stout part of it. Um, you know, you get the adjuncts, obviously, um, always are something people get excited about, but it's not super thick. It's not your uh, toppling Goliath or anything crazy it's like, not like a oil, perennial, like oily. Like you know, it's not. Type. Yeah, I, it's not I, syrup. I love but, that um, mouthfeel though. It's, oh, it's right. It's right balanced. where I want it. Um, balanced. I just think the chocolate flavor in this stout, stout, just from the base alone, I think you, it, it's almost like like a ground up milk chocolate, like you would put in like a like a hot chocolate mix or something. Yeah. So, and it just comes through in such an amazing way. Um, so, beer, I, so, so I've seen. I'm, I'm kind of rambling on that, but I just I, I think it's fantastic and coffee's nice. I mean, this I is love fantastic coffee. Here. Love I've, coffee. I've, I've seen FO. I've seen Fundamental Forces. I've seen Fundamental Summation. What is the base stout that they use at Bottle Logic? Do they even have one? Dark so, Star November, right? No, because no, that's that's the, the that's base with, with the... barrel aged with coffee. They they've uh, as far as I know, they've never released the base stout. Okay. Yeah. That, so that, okay, so, so Dark Star November is the base for Red Eye November. Correct. No, Red, Which Eye, is, Red Eye November is the coffee. Of Dark, Dark Star. Star. No, Dark Star is the... Um, it's it's with uh, it's barely aged out with like molasses. Molasses, that's just, what it is. Oh, yeah. Red, right. Red Eye is the coffee, and then Red and that's fantastic. That's really like, good. and that's a lot more coffee forward than this is. This is a lot more balanced coffee, probably because it spent more time in a barrel. Yeah. Than I bet uh, Red Eye November has. But and Three Suns is the kind of brewery down in St. Pete that I mean their releases are so limited. Like the 200 bottles. It's like on the high side. He's, he's like, I, I bet they're like one of the, the, the smallest, you know, batch, you know, amazing brewers, breweries out there. Yeah. And they kind of do most of what they do is collabs, yeah. you know, with other people. They don't, they don't do a ton uh, of releases as far as I know. I don't know. Some of our, some of our friends down in Florida will probably be able to give us a better idea about that because... Um, I don't. I don't really know. That's just kind of what I'm going on. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, so. So as we bring food into this uh, discussion, often, um, Mark, I want to get your thoughts on this. 
two of their pairings for this beer, uh, a coffee rubbed ribeye. That would be. I've actually, I've actually wow. had a coffee rubbed ribeye. Sure, at, it's uh, uh, something I've done many times good. as well. I've never it's had really that, good. but man, that sounds fantastic yeah. for um, paired with this and then beignets. Ooh, that, beignets. Oh, beignets. I mean, goodness. that would go That's incredible. Uh, you, you New Orleans, said, but yeah. Why don't they serve that at Cafe du Monde with their beignets instead of chicory coffee? Yeah. yeah that's... A, lot of, a lot of people, just real quick, on the meat, like, they might, like, their initial thought would be coffee and meat, or, you know, beef. It's like, no, that, but it pairs so well together. Um, I, I know uh, Franklin's out of uh, Austin, Texas. They they love they even have a coffee um, barbecue sauce that they have with it and it just it just pairs so well together. So I I would definitely agree with their pairings. Uh, the beignets would be really great for for the sweetness and uh, you know to have a to have a coffee rubbed uh, steak would be fantastic. That's like rubbing one of my favorite meats and one of my favorite non food items. It's 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 a weird it's a weird pairing, but like if you haven't tried it, I mean that that kind of coffee ground that 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 rubbed, uh, you know, you get the beef flavor with the bold coffee, it pairs really well. It's one of those things that kind of catches you off off guard that you wouldn't think it would be good, but it it is fantastic. Yeah, this is phenomenal. This so what is, we're uh, gonna what we're gonna kind of move on to next? We're just. Uh, Doing a little bit more Cali stuff. We're going to move on to the uh, more San Diego region. Just, with... just real quick, no, as, go ahead. As, as they're as they're pouring this one, um, that that bottle logic it weighed in at thirteen point eight, and that's that's pretty hefty. I don't know about you guys, but I kind of gravitate towards that 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 realm. I like the twelve to you're, fourteen. You're a bourbon guy, right? I'm yep. a bourbon guy, so I really like that heavier ABV, and it's uh, so this thing is it's it's right in my wheelhouse basically. Yeah, and <laughs> since we're on the topic, I'll uh, you guys tell me if I'm rambling a little bit. But uh, uh, we had a wedding in uh, Los Angeles last year. I probably told you guys about this a little bit, um, but uh, as part of the beer cations. Um, uh, my wife and I, we've been talking for probably two or three years now about uh, doing some kind of uh, wine country trip out in California, but also driving the coast, uh, doing the wow. one type of drive, um, and just trying to get a kind of a, a four or five day mm -hmm. vacation out of it. So um, it wasn't necessarily a beercation fully, but uh, we started in San Francisco. Um, we did a day there. We went to Tornado. Which is so one you, of you, the, you did this trip? I thought or we you did this talking, trip in okay. uh, in okay. September last yeah. year. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Last we've week of that. September. So we've, we've done that as well, and that's a great trip. We flew out Monday um, and then uh, flew home on Sunday, so it was uh, exactly seven days. Um, and just a quick summary, you guys feel free if you want want me to talk any further about anything. But uh, we started uh, Monday in San Francisco. We did Toronado, um, just some touristy stuff in San Francisco, but had a great day. Toronado, one of the probably the premier beer bars um, mm -hmm. in the country. Yeah. I mean, there's a few in Chicago that probably would, you know, maybe get a little bit more hype. Um, you know, I don't know, actually. Toronto is probably the their, top one. Their list, when I walked in there, it's crazy. I, I kind of walked in open-minded, not sure what to expect, and I was blown away by yeah. their list. 
their reserve I mean, list. It was fantastic. I mean, for example, Lost Abbey, um, their, their 2017 cable car was released only for Tornado. Yeah. They didn't do anything at the bar. They didn't do anything for the public. So uh, I obviously had to try that while I was there. I, I was Wasn't impressed cheap, with the fact but, that like, uh, they were basically like, there was no flash involved. It was nothing. just like, it was it's great. like, this is who we are. This is what we offer. Uh, yeah. Take it or leave it. And they were... It was awesome. Uh, they delivered. Yeah. And so uh, so we did San Francisco, um, other stuff, uh, non-beer related that day besides Tornado. Uh, Tuesday we drove up to uh, uh, Santa Rosa, mm-hmm. yep. went to Russian River, did a real quick, uh, tried a couple beers on Supplication on Draft, fantastic. Nice. Uh, Plenty, The Elder on Draft, fantastic. Which on um, Draft is just, it's just crazy. It was, it was so good. I mean, I, they, I don't care. They, they have a sampler there where you can try them all. Yeah. We didn't I, do that because we didn't I, have enough time. But, I, uh, uh, because I'm a lush, I, I did that full sampler. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an impressive uh, mix of what they what they have to offer. And I'm drawing a blank. They had um, they do something special there where they've got like a rare beer in the cellar that you could buy on site to drink. Um, and uh, it was a collab that they did with. Um, Russian River, Cantillon, and uh, Allagash. Um, and it was a little uh, 12 ounce or, or 375 milliliter bottle. Um, and it was fantastic. It was literally, they blended all of their base Lambic gooses um, for uh, for their main sours, all three of them. They blended it. Um, and uh, I think it's been on site only. And uh, and it was, it was fantastic. So I'll uh, speed this up a little bit. But uh, that was Tuesday. We did wine country the rest of the day. Uh, Wednesday we started our drive south. We went down the one part of it was closed due to uh, um, some rainstorms and mudslides that they had had. But uh, we did stop. Um, we did stop in Capitola, California, and went to uh, Sante Adarius. Oh, Sante Adarius! Which, uh, tiny little tap room. They had a couple bottles uh, to go for sale, but we stopped in there, had a couple saisons uh, real quick. Real nice place. I think they make some of the best beers on the planet. When you, especially when you talk about the wild ales and fruited stuff, we had. I love Wesley like the and West Ashley last year. Those um, were probably <clears throat> in my top five all time. Those two right there that you that you listed. Yeah, and so uh, so yeah. So then we drove uh, drove a little bit further south, um, and Friday I'll skip Thursday with no beer stuff on Thursday, and uh, Friday we did uh, Monkish. Brewery and Bottle Logic, and um, nice. It would have been nice to go a little bit farther south and hit up pretty nice little San Friday. Diego, where you could do. Um, I mean, really, you, there's, you, there's some other stuff you, you can should do have down done there. more. I think, should have done more well, when we were in San Diego. Stone, this was, I mean, Stone is just one of like the premier, you know, kind of the. the it's it's a great tourist. The experience. base of what craft beer <laughs> it is. I mean, it, it, they, yeah. they have their own like. I mean, it's basically this massive like theme park of brewery, right? They have yep. their hop fields they have i mean and you can when i went to stone i didn't try i didn't drink a single stone beer and that's because i told the guy i'm like i can get everything you guys distribute to to illinois to everywhere yeah i was like so i had russian river uh, beers but san diego san diego crazy yeah san diego just staple for the industry when we were there in 2014 or 15 san diego had just surpassed whatever county or whatever city it was in germany for the most breweries in a county in the world and it was, a, I think it was 150 breweries now in San Diego County. Unbelievable. Just insane. Guys, there's, there's, so, there's so much going on in California. I mean, we've got wine country, which is a whole other episode. Um, you know, we've got, we've got, we've got, uh, 
all the food. We've got all the wine. Uh, we're touching on the beer. Uh, real quick, uh, Evan, you going to tell us a little bit about this beer that, we're, that we just poured? So this is Asante Adarius Rustic Ales, uh, commonly referred to as Sarah uh, Dutch Door. Um, this was brewed when the owner at Toronado uh, wanted them to make a beer for their 30th anniversary. So they made this. It's a classic Cezanne. They used honey, aged them in aged it in red wine barrels with their special house wild yeast. So uh, just up front, you can totally get all that like sweet honey, almost like you're you're eating some honey check cereal or something like that. It's very like bready, very funky and very honey and this is a this is a kind of a special beer because um uh an, an upcoming podcast uh guest that we'll have tim a guy named tim casey um also did one of the uh the probably the the best Quinti- beer cations quintessential the beer quintessential beer oh, possible jealous. he jealous. like did the jack kerouac beer cation five six thousand miles they he, put on their car from boston all the way out to he, seattle he is your, down the coast he is your preeminent and prominent beer bro and he came and visited us in He's Peoria for a night and uh, while he was in Capitola California they released this Dutch door I think it was two per person yeah and he was uh, generous enough to uh, he said hey to, you to guys one of us for do us you guys want a bottle when we when we come Tim. and visit so I know I actually been talking to Tim recently he was looking forward to being a guest pretty soon on the podcast so looking forward to having him join us um, I, I don't know this what is, it is this about- is great I don't it's know totally what it is drinkable, about Sarah, but uh, their their beers in the realms of sours, I absolutely love. Um, they kind of it's they're a little bit smoother on the bite, which I appreciate. Versus, though they're not as tart as and sour and and, and pungent right. as a lot. Right, can and be. so it's a personal preference, but it's it's. And I don't know my, if they actually brew a quote wild ale. I think all of them are technically saisons and farmhouse ales. I think even Ghost Ashley is considered yeah. a saison. Okay, really? It's okay. Fruited like crazy, massively. Obviously, right. it's tart, it's fruity, but I'm pretty sure that um, it's all saisons. Yep. So, um, so as much as we love California, and you could probably spend an entire hour talking about California, we're probably going to move on to. The beard destination incomplete, which is going to be the Vermont area, the the New England area. Oh, boy. And I think Ryan will probably be able to give us what it can be like on a bachelor party. I could talk yeah, about so, so, this so, so, so to, give, to give you guys some, some, some real quick context. <laughs> context. Uh, Ryan is the, – the reason why Ryan gets to spend the most time talking beercations is because he's what I like to call a dink. Which is dual income, no kids. Which means, which means that he can just decide, like, yeah, you want to go to Vermont? Yeah, cool, let's go. Yeah, you want to go to San Diego? Yeah, all right, cool, let's drive the coast. So this I love, is his I episode. How, I love how Dan is chiming in on this I can't with his, with, that. you know, with with a basically still a, a baby at home. Hey, the last nine months. Okay? It, it, so, talk to Evan and I, and and the. And then, then we can talk, right? Um, I got a, I, you know, I got a hall yeah, pass I'm for not, today. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fight with anybody. I'm just saying. <laughs> I no, I, if I, anybody I, knows I, why Ryan is the guy who like, <laughs> trust well, me, I, I trust just me, took, we, I just, we get it. I got a, I just took a drive down the kids, entire coast of California. Nine. Yeah, I'm, I'm in that dad status, status <laughs> for sure. So, uh, to give a little bit more context to what Dan was just describing, that's fine. We still love Ryan. My bachelor party was a week long. 
So I flew out to Boston on on a Monday. (laughs) I went to Trillium. I picked up, I don't know, four or five cases of... uh, a beer. I think it was a two case limit per person. So Jealous. I went. I did. I got two cases. Went to lunch uh, next door to Row Twenty Four, one of the best uh, restaurant slash uh, beer um, places in uh, kind of the Fort Point neighborhood in Boston. Um, sorry for the uh, the microphone feedback we got going on, but uh, so yeah. So I went to Trillium, did uh, two cases before lunch, two cases after lunch, and then. Um, drove up to northeastern Vermont, a little town called Derby. I stayed with uh, with a fellow colleague of mine um, that's a beer guy. He uh, was retired, um, and he told me if I was ever coming out to Vermont or Boston or whatever, he wanted to uh, have me come up um, to uh, stay at his uh, lake house in Derby, where what, basically where he retired to. Um, we would go to Hill Farmstead. He knew... Uh, he knew uh, through a relative. He knew Sean Hill, so we could uh, go there. That's a tour, connection right there. Sean, That's a nice um, connection. Do, uh, did you, so did you meet Sean Hill? So I did meet Sean Hill, um, and uh, he wanted to talk about Illinois beer the whole time, yeah. didn't he? He did not. You know what? Sean was. Uh, Sean was. <laughs> he's like, he's like was, where's Illinois? So <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a quick discussion because um, he he had uh, a lot going on. Obviously, he was brewing. He was in the middle of brewing something. Um, he couldn't tell us, uh, literally what he said. He's, uh, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this on the podcast. It's like being in the CIA. He said, uh, no, but uh, he said, tell no, you I, I have to kill you. Comment among, among brewers. He said, there's a lot of stuff that we brew that we have to pour out. He said, and so we can't always, oh, that advertise. All the time. We, can't ha- we can't always advertise what's going into the tanks, what's going into the barrels, because if we do, and it never gets released, then we look like failures. He said, so I'm brewing something today. That's a little bit new. It's unique. Um, but that's all I can tell you. So I don't think it's embarrassing out. at all. He was no, following. Great. Oh, it's, it's not. Awesome. No, it's not at all. It's it's amazing. They do. Uh, as mean, a as a home brewer, I've dumped, <laughs> I've dumped batches, and it is a painful experience. Yeah, but which is, which you is, just have to do for, it for you, Evan. Being a home brewer, it's so much more difficult because your time is spent on doing what you do on a daily basis. So when you have to dump something, you're like. It just went a month and a half. It it is depressing, Two yeah, frustrating, but. You're not gonna and just like it's they not your livelihood. Like, well, like and, and you know Sean Hill's not gonna want to put out anything that's less than spectacular. So it is it's quality control, and he does his own quality control, and I applaud that. So we're gonna yeah. pour uh, Dorothy, which uh, if you've ever had any of Hill Farmstead beers or no Hill Farmstead beers, many of the names are family members, and this happened to be. Their grandmother's sister. Um, it's you. They use American malted barley, malted wheat. Uh, they use New, uh, New Zealand and American hops. Uh, they use their house yeast strain uh, and their own well water from the farm. Uh, and they dry hop it. It's unfiltered, naturally carbonated. So this is just like raw and and in your face. And it's and, and it's beautiful too. At the same point. First nose very. Uh, just a lot of funk right off the beginning, and and you know if you notice as we pour, the head on these is substantial, which is not inappropriate, not abnormal to have a lot of carbonation on these because they're naturally carbonated. So if you pour one of these, be careful. Um, it's going to have a it does lot have a bottle of conditioning. Yeah, it's going to have a lot of bubble. That's not abnormal. It's not uh, infected. It's it's it, you want a good head on some of these because it really releases the ro- the aromas. 
Yeah, Sips and I'll it. just uh, kind of fin finish my story a little bit and make it quick. But uh, had a yeah, had an amazing time at Hill Farmstead um, while I was up there. Uh, the the Tuesday Wednesday um, in Northeast Vermont. Uh, when you're at Hill Farmstead, there's a, a great place right down the street called Parker Pie. Uh, they make great pizzas. They have Hill Farmstead on draft. Um, at the time I was there, Hill Farmstead had just finished their expansion, which now is, is has really gotten pretty crazy because they're releasing six-pack cans and all sorts of um, kind of excess volume than what they've done in the past. But, uh, you know, some of the places in Vermont were really the only ones in the past uh, up until about six months ago where they... Uh, they had um, draft accounts, and so uh, Parker Pie had, I, I mean, I think they had uh, SS, uh, or Society in Solitude, yeah. uh, four and five on draft. Yeah, which had, number was it? I think they had both. They had two of them. <laughs> they had Susan. Um, what what did we have uh, the other day? Was that eight? Eight, eight. yeah. They even had, that's uh, a good, that's Jack, a I think I texted you guys, they even had Jack Yo's Bourbon Barrel Aged Oro Negro on draft really? at this little pizza place right up the street in From Oral, Ohio. Vermont. I bet the locals hate that. that and I, I was the only one beer. in our group that, that tried it. I think, I think so. So my, I think my favorite part, and again, I, I, we, we weren't there, but... My favorite story that you told of your bachelor party was when you texted us from the airport, and you're like, "Have you tried run draft?" <laughs> or no, it was like you, you were trying to carry back Trillium. <laughs> like we didn't realize like how much, or no, we didn't realize how much Trillium we had until we were about to leave. So we just started drinking it. You can only take like, you know, you can't take a can of beer on a plane with you. But you guys had cases of Trillium if, left. If trying we, to stuff it in your luggage. Yeah. And hey, do you well, guys just want like, you some? You can't take this, so they're just like, let's just start drinking it. <laughs> so by the time we stayed, uh, we stayed in an Airbnb on Lake Champlain, about uh, 30 minutes north of uh, Burlington, Vermont. And after two uh, two days of drinking a lot of great craft beer and, and going to a bunch of breweries, um, Saturday, everyone called it a little bit early, so uh, yeah, we had a lot of beer left over, and uh, we kind of woke up on Sunday and said, "Hey, um, you know, we've got I don't know, there's a spill. We got we got about fifty uh, fifty cans and growlers uh, left um, on Sunday when everyone's flying out. So uh, we kind of said we don't want these to go to waste. Um, we're going to start drinking, and uh, no one was planning on." Cracking beers at eight nine a.m. No. before we flew out, but uh, we didn't want to go to waste, and so uh, we you can't pour that beer down the drain. So we drank a bunch, um, and actually we probably took a good case and a half with us to figure out during our drive back to the airport and lunch um, what we would do with it. Uh, I ended up having to stuff about twelve extra cans into my bag. I was rushing to my <laughs> flight because our lunch went a little long, and um, my check bag going home uh, was 73 pounds instead of 49.9. Uh, hey, just hey, pay it. <laughs> just so pay I it. Said, I said, I don't care. Just check it. Screw yep. it. Whatever. Um, they all made it home safe. Um, and actually, as we left, uh, as we left lunch, we still had another good 16 or 20 cans of of uh, Trillium, and um, we had to give them away for free to some random in the parking garage because the uh, the guys at the restaurant, the servers at the restaurant were like, I don't think I can take that from a customer. So Do you, uh, do you think they know what they had? You know, we you know, some we've described to them, we said, hey, have you heard of Trillium? Have you heard of Hill Farmstead? We have a couple growlers and probably four, four packs of 
I don't know what they had scaled up vicinity. You probably you probably crazy ones. you probably changed that guy's life. And uh, some poured down on his luck. The server just... said the server said no. I don't think we can do that. They were kind of arrogant about it, and we said it's free. Like we're just giving it away. And they said no. And we said all right. So we kind of walked it down the street and just kind of found a couple guys. We're like, hey, do you want some free beer? And they're like, are you serious? And nah, <laughs> nah, it's okay. Handed it over. Got on our flight. Where, where are those guys in my life later. right now? Yeah. And uh, it was a great trip, though. Uh, Vermont, uh, Northeast, uh, fantastic. So we're going to move on to the last beer that we're going to pour. It's the Trillium Raspberry Soak, a 5.5% American Wild Ale. This is a sour wheat ale. The, the soaks are their sour wheat ale series. It's aged in oak. They use lactobacillus and their uh, house-mixed culture yeast. And they call them soaks because they put the fruit directly in the puncheon so it is literally like soaking in the fruit so whatever fruit they have they want it to take on the color the the flavors the aromas everything about that fruit so the raspberry, the raspberry smell is so prominent it smells it smells like you're picking raspberries in a field it's and as much as trillium does an awesome ipa hazy ipa i think that their wild ales are very underrated. Yeah, Trillium is, has always been really interesting to me because of the different variations of IPAs that they do. Like it seems yes. like they have something different for every release. Every week, something new comes out. But the the soaks that I've had and the and the wild ales that I've had, I don't think that I've had a beer from them that I've been disappointed with. Never. You know, sometimes you look at you 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 see a brewery that you're just like, wow, these beer th- this specific beer is phenomenal. Yep, but Trillium has no beers that I can that I can say that I've had that I would say I, I don't want to try, I don't want to try that again. Agreed. Yep. Or I don't want to. I'm going to drain pour that. It's just everything they do is good, and they do a couple of things great. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I love the Boston love that they have. You know, they name their beers after streets, streets, and their neighborhoods, neighborhoods and, and it's, it's awesome. It really is. Yeah. yeah, it's too bad that they couldn't name another beer after their. Uh, Patriots winning the Super Bowl because that was all about the dilly dilly filly filly. So <laughs> that's just a shout. I, have a, yeah, you I, know have a... I don't feel bad for the fans of Boston. Jason, no, I don't. Jason, I really don't. Jason I feel Kelsey ba- no. yeah. was due for a uh, a great no. uh, parade speech. Being a, <laughs> being I, think, a bear. I think there's Patriots fans that watch being a Jason Bears Kelsey's fan, speech I don't feel and bad said, for "All right, Patriots we're okay at losing all. because we got to see that." Yeah, <laughs> a b- barbarian in a king's fur. I don't know. Costume or coat, man. This uh, is this dropping f bombs and everything he did. Um, yep, he's filling. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I my one of my best friends from college. Um, he's a Philly kid, a scrappy Philly kid. Um, is embodying. He embodies everything a Philadelphia sports fan uh, would embody, and I think he spent the last week pretty much partying and kudos to him for enjoying a Super Bowl win that was very well deserved um, but that city just uh, you know what it, I, I, it, it, it is something you special know what, something the, different. Fans, was, the fans of Philadelphia are always going to be known for the, being the fans that booed Santa Claus and, and they threw beer bottles at Santa Claus but, but the fact is like they've had a couple World Series championships but they've had the Sixers who have been just horrible Mm-hmm. The Phillies have been horrible, but they're the most profitable team in baseball. And you have the Eagles, who have always been don't feel sorry for the right Phillies. there. 
I don't feel sorry for the Phillies. You're <laughs> the best starting player. rotation in the Nash history of baseball. But, about, yeah. what, but the fact is, the fact is, like, I didn't know who to root for in this Super Bowl because I hated yeah. both fan bases equally. Both teams, not fan bases, you, teams equally. Teams, you teams. Yeah. You knew. I didn't. Really? But, but, yeah, I didn't. But really? they all, but you know the the Broad Street bullies like the the Flyers they are uh, another one of those teams that you know it's it's had its success and it's also had its epic failures. Yep. Um, and I'm not meaning to bash on you know Philly. I, heaven forbid. Well, here you are doing that. Philly people. I you know I got a lot of love for that town. Cheesesteaks are great, but um, you know their their fandom great, their fandom. It just gets a little excess sometimes, a little excess. Yeah, I yeah showcased by their uh, celebration, <laughs> like they won the Super good, Bowl. Like I said, good for them. They right. get it out of themselves. Right. They did win the Super Bowl, though. They did. Yes. Did, oh. did you watch you it? Like, yeah. The night they won the Super Bowl. Oh, I thought you said the night they won the Super Bowl. The night they won. They did. I'm. Is that their first Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. Fifty-two yeah. years since they've yeah. been a, a team. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Congrats. But, but I mean, but think about think about the the late '90s, early 2000s when you had. I mean, how many NFC Championship appearances did they make? Many. With Donovan uh, yeah. McNabb. Like, I mean, it was they like, won the division four years. Yeah, so they, they went had to the a five, three or they four times. NFC Championship four or five years McNabb. in a row. Yeah, in a sure. row. They went a lot. In a row. And yeah. they didn't make it uh, one, more than one Super Bowl. Good for and them. And then they lost it because uh, I think T.O.'s foot was broken. Good for them. Oh, T.O. Chug a beer, <laughs> Clemens. Yep. Yeah. I guess uh, I know we're we're probably close to wrapping up here, but uh, to kind of make sure we, we go through the beercation part of this, uh, we haven't even talked about Treehouse. So when you're out in the uh, New England Northeast area... Um, oh, man. Yeah. We talked about Hill Farmson. We talked about uh, Trillium. Yep. Um, but really, you've got, uh, you know, Boston's uh, a great area for breweries, um, but Trillium's obviously kind of the uh, the staple. Um, Treehouse is, uh, I think, now with their new location, it's about an hour west of Boston, maybe a little bit more. Um, but then just north of there, um, you've got, I mean... <laughs> It's really flooded what with about incredible breweries where you've notables got... Notables like Foam. Foam uh, well, in Burlington. In Bur- Burlington, yeah. you've yeah. got Lawson's, you've got Foam. Uh, and Lawson's, Lawson's has a new building. They're building a new facility right now. Yep. And then, Sip uh, of Sunshine. Oh. Yeah, this you've is, this is Stowe, You've got the Stowe area where you've got Alchemist, which is... I mean, I think Hetty Topper is probably the original, the OG, um, hazy... IPA, even though it's kind of lost its luster. I, you know, it's still though. I love that beer. You know, in the beer. in the beer snob world, it's uh, people call it overrated, but it's a it's a phenomenal beer, Give and they are the me staple. A break. Seriously, John you know Kimmick what? is the you know he's the kind of the chemist behind uh, really making behind these, the alchemist behind so these hazy I, he is the alchemist IPAs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so kind of just this keeping, is this is another region to Ryan's point because I mean we could go on for. An hour about this. Got, this is where we. This is where we have Jimothy come in. You've and got really give foundation us in Portland, Maine. You've got Equilibrium. You've got New England Brewing Company. Bissell Brothers. You've got yeah. Bissell. I think also in Portland, Maine, or right in that same area. Um, Oxbow uh, Proclamation in Providence, Rhode Island, I believe. Austin Street um, Brewery. Austin Street Brewery. I mean, the list goes on and on, and they're really pumping out some great stuff up there. Um, so if you can get in the you know, Boston area, Burlington area, Rhode Island. And you have a car. And you have a rental car. Go. I mean, you can drive for a couple hours and hit up some really, really amazing places. Um, and check a bag, try to get it under 73 pounds. Um, but uh, the, the, beer <laughs> the, the beer up there is phenomenal. So if you want to do a beercation, I know we've talked about a lot. Um, you know, Vermont's hard to beat, but obviously the 
the California coast and uh, in Oregon are uh, pretty amazing too. And uh, we had the Midwest uh, at some point on the agenda, but uh, because we're uh, we're from the area, we'll probably spend an hour on that uh, in one of the upcoming podcasts. But, I think so. So just to recap, we've got Portland, California, Vermont. Uh, we've got Oregon because Degard is Tillamook. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair. Also fair. Oregon. <laughs> but I think uh, I think Midwest deserves a shout out, and that's going to be a separate we're, podcast. We're going to spend a day. On you know what? No, you know, only people from the Midwest need to shout out to the Midwest. But we're Ser- we're seriously we're, though. Seriously I'm, I'm, though. I'm, I'm, all all I mean by that is we will get to the Midwest. Let's um, let's let's just put it this way. We don't need to give a shout out to the Midwest. No, we don't. But the thing is, because because Side Project does it for us every week. But, <laughs> exactly. But it is great. It is great to be able to go to you know the the local liquor store or brew, wherever you know and be able to buy a nice six pack. I won't say that's on par with what they're doing in New England or Portland or San Diego, but like you can find really really great beer. In the Midwest, yes, you can, and that's why we'll be we'll be able to spend an hour on it. Yes, exactly, and there are more than enough places here in the Midwest to spend even a full hour on. But we'll get to those. Uh, any any other ideas for future episodes, guys? I mean, we we want to continue to talk about barbecuing, smoking yeah, meat. Yeah. I know Mark is really passionate about that, and uh, he's. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I think, I think, I think, you know, we've I talked think Mark about, is hungry. We've talked about, you know, we've talked about doing coffee, you know, a coffee episode where we talk about what, you know, you what. laugh into the mics. This is hilarious. It's okay. Mark is spilling his charcuterie board <laughs> all over the floor. So coffee, we need to spend some more time on bourbon and talk about how it's not just heat or fantastic, <laughs> but we need to talk about grilling and smoking meat. We need to spend a day on the Midwest. We need to get Jimothy in. I mean, there's plenty of things yeah. for us. We'll have, to wine, we'll have a wine day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll have a wine day. We'll maybe we'll even pipe in some guys from the Florida area that uh, love and 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 share some of the Florida love. Um, hashtag Team Snell. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of lot of ways that we're gonna continue to entertain you and give you some information. We may not be the most. Um, informational but uh, hopefully you'll continue to find us uh, find us on uh, uh, Podbean uh, that's where we broadcast uh, pretty soon we'll be available on iTunes so all right can I take a, a quick poll real quick um, best beer that everyone had today Dan I, I'm gonna go with the uh, the blueberry muffin awesome I'm gonna go with the bluest I'm gonna go with uh, the beer from Sarah <laughs> Dutch door Mark says Dutch door. Uh, I'm going to go with fundamental summation. Um, one more quick question. Dan, best surprise, most best surprise beer, I don't know, the one you're kind of most surprised with in a positive way. Boy. I, I didn't know anything about Dorothy, honestly, but I really, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. Evan. I would say the Sarah Dutch door. I would say the blueberry muffin. Yeah, I would say the blueberry muffin too. It was, it was fantastic. I know. I know Great Notion does an incredible job of literally just putting the title of their beer into the flavor, but I would totally agree. So, 
All right, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you again uh, in the future on a Pints and Provisions podcast. Cheers. All right, cheers, guys.